Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Give him a first star, and yep. I just love being on the show and was being able to fly. I know, you brought fly, your best leather. Fly, yes. What's going on? Kiki Tuckadero. This is what nice. I wear to the bar. I was yeah. like, wear what you wear to the bar, which usually involves more sequins, but I thought I'm so going to tone it down. down. On, on, on yeah, only one. one of us should wear sequins. I already uh, called that. Uh, <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Well, only one person can wear sequins on the show, and that is Matthew Berry. It is Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry here today in studio to start things off. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. I'm along for the ride. We missed you yesterday. I know. I got, <laughs> well, it was, there was an insane thing. They shut down 10 miles of 95, and if you live in Connecticut, you know like that is massive because that's pretty much the only way to get here. So I'm driving through neighborhoods, and like uh, anyway, it was just an awful thing. And, it, and like I don't want to be like dismissive of it because the reason they shut down 10 miles of the highway is because there were three people that got shot. I oh mean, so it's gosh. an awful story. They were investigating it, and so the police were doing their jobs. And so, you know, you feel dumb complaining about traffic when, you know, there's this tragedy happening. And I think all three people are alive um, uh, and, you know, in the hospital. And so, and certainly the police need to do their job. Um, so appreciate, you know, uh, the boys in blue keeping us safe. But but yeah, that's how why I was stressed, late. How stressed were you? Super knowing stressed. That I'm like, I was, it was your first, it was my day. first day, and it's your show, and you're just probably like, "What is going to happen?" I know. I, it was, <laughs> anyway, so but you and uh, you and Jay Croucher, who by the way, shout out to Jay Croucher, new member of the NBC Sports family, joining oh, us. Congratulations! From officially over here as a sports betting expert, he'll be uh, he'll be here on uh, he will be here next week. He's yes. actually he has he has some personal stuff that he's celebrating. Uh, this weekend, but uh, he'll be here, be with us uh, next week. So we're thrilled that Jay is here. You and Jay, I thought, did a great job yesterday. Thanks. Uh, we we almost took it down to having some Arsenal footy talk. Right. It very quickly almost went soccer talk love, on the football show. You, you love your football. soccer. You love you love uh, you love it, getting on the pitch. Again, I know that about we, you. again, NBC property, so we can dip into that every so often for a little bit. But we know that this is the love hate show. Thank you. And I wore my Def Leppard love, love bites. Love bites because I was. Thank you very much. I got disapproved got, before right, I wore the sun because right. I was worried. You got no leather jacket. <laughs> no leather jacket. Are those leather, leather pants? pants? Leather pants. All right. So. That's, as long yeah. as leather is. Yeah. It's right. going to be leather or sequins, and because I'm, I'm a big sequins fan, but I'm going to I'm going to wait for that understood. one until there's JSB. a celebration of some sort. All right, understood. okay. So let's get right, to the love hate show. And, love hate is available um, now, by the way. For the the column is for free. If you haven't, you know, you can joke. Check out the entire column 
NBCSportsEdge.com, RotoWorld.com. Of course, from my company. You put a lot into of work into it, but we're going to get to the RotoWorld headlines. This is why I should like your host. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I don't know. But at least know. you're keeping us on track. All right, what do we got? Somewhat on track. Okay, so big news, of course. We mm-hmm. know that Keenan Allen is out for week two against the Chiefs with a hamstring injury. Yes. And it looks as though potentially Mike Williams and Josh Palmer are going to be looking at getting some I, I understand a lot of excitement about DeAndre Carter after the game last week. And I get it. I think he'll be involved here. But, yeah, to me, this is a big Mike Williams game. He played one game last year with Keenan Allen out. That was week 14. Six for 61. He was second in targets with six. Both games against Kansas City, and he plays, he plays the Chiefs here. Nine targets in both the games against the Chiefs. We expect this to be a very high-scoring game. The over-under is north of 54. So, um, uh, seven, 122-1 and one in week three against Kansas City. Kind of his coming-out party, if you will. In the one game that Keenan Allen did not play, Mike Williams and Josh Palmer, in that order, that's how you should play them, combined for a 43% target share. Five for 66 and a touchdown for Josh Palmer in that one game that Allen missed. Again, a lot of, sh- a lot of fireworks in this game. We think yes. it's, not, it's, a, it's a more narrow target tree now. So you've got Mike Williams. You've got Josh Palmer. I think Gerald Everett will be involved yeah. as well. Obviously, Eckler out of the backfield. Very exciting first game. There's a lot of options there for Justin Herbert. I'm very yes. excited to see what I, he can do. 100%. Yeah, no, he's, he'll, be, he'll be great. Um, what, we're, are you, where are you on his hair? Are you? Are you? Do you like Shaggy? The Justin flow. I, I'm. The, a, I'm a hockey gal, so oh. I always love the flow. All right, fair. You know, so that's. You're but I guess the, guys like it. You know, the high and tight or whatever. Especially if you got to wear a helmet. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to. Yeah. I, I wear a helmet a, in hockey, and it's always, uh, always messy all around there. So, well, I guess in football, wait, you do. Do you play thing. hockey now mm-hmm, still? Mm-hmm. And you wear a helmet in hockey. Mm-hmm. Is it like? Of course, yes. Right. Obviously. Big well, time. No, just, I, where, where do you play hockey? Chelsea Piers in Manhattan. Is your team any good? Actually, we start this week. Which, right. uh, we start tonight. I'm not going. Is it, I is it, took is the it, night off. Is it, I, I, is it all women? Is it co-ed? No, no. Like, it's, it's, um, it's dudes, and right. I'm on this team. They're so nice. They're so it's great. all dudes and you. Mm-hmm. I've played that way since I was younger. Well, I played on women's teams as well. Right. But this one was easier to get onto. They just asked me, and so it's, it's kind of, you know, a beer league type of team. Right. I mean, they're good. Do you get body checked? There's no checking allowed in the league, okay. but if anyone gets body checked, it is anyone I'm going up against. All right, fair enough. Because, right. I mean, if you can't score, you got to be able to make an impact somehow, and that's usually my strategy, going part. after the big guys, and that doesn't work right. out. Yeah, if you, if you can't score, you got to make an impact you got, somehow, you do, by the way. Right? That, was, that was my motto in high school. Yeah, well, right, speaking of impacts, we have uh, DeAndre Swift, who did not practice on Wednesday, but because of an ankle yeah. Situation. He rolled it during the second quarter of the Lions Eagles game, but he did stay in, and we know that he still had a career best passing performance. How do you feel about this? Yeah, it's something to monitor because this is somebody who has missed seven games in his first two years, obviously, with the Lions, but he made my love list this week. Mm-hmm. I, I, he is one of my bold predictions coming into the season was DeAndre Swift finishes as the number one running back in fantasy. That is within the range of outcomes for DeAndre Swift, right? I mean, he it's a very good it's wow. an underrated and very good offensive line. He's a true three down back. He is insanely talented. If he had landed in another team other than uh, Detroit, I think we would think about him differently because coming out of Georgia, he was just so dynamic, just an unbelievable talent. A lot of people he was the most talented running back coming out of that class, just from a pure you know. 
uh, skill set standpoint. So it's something to monitor given his injury history. And obviously, I think Jamal Williams must be rostered in 100% of leagues because DeAndre Swift is rostered in 100% of leagues. And I am, I'm a believer in yeah. getting insurance backs when you know the guy. You know, if DeAndre Swift were to miss time, it would be Jamal Williams and he would be successful. So when you know a situation like that, I always want to get that insurance running back. Um, that said, at the moment, it doesn't because he returned to practice today. It doesn't feel that serious. It just seems like precautionary, right? But just something to keep an eye on. Definitely, and uh, mm. I mean the fact that he was still able to be able to contribute when he was dealing with the injury. I mean, you know, says something at least, and hopefully you just don't want it to be a long term thing. And I know listen, as a and Commanders if, if, fan, though, I was just going to say if, <laughs> if he needs to miss the game this week, I'm okay it's with it. It's got to have changed the line because it was minus two and a half before. It's minus one and a half now. Uh, I mean, because people are insane. Minus two and a half, but the Lions. The 0-1 Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites over my undefeated first-place Washington Commanders. I know, but you, man, you're so hyped up on those Commanders. We're 1-0, I Julie. know your, the, numbers the, numbers. the Kool-Aid is flowing so hard in Washington. i got to see more from Carson Wentz and I've been body-checking other people. Okay, um, body, pe- people that have been body-checked, um, this is my segue, being a little banged yeah. up. Uh, George Kittle, groin, missed practice on Wednesday, and we're not sure what his status is. is uh, questionable. Shanahan said that he has made a lot of progress. How do you feel this one plays out? You know, I, I'm really hoping he gets out there. And honestly, if he's active, the plan against Seattle, again, we saw how Denver attacked Seattle. Seattle's linebacker core is not good. Like, attack Seattle's linebackers. Like, that is a place to go. And so, I think even at a 50%, you know, George Kittle, he would be a, a good play this week. Because of the uncertainty of the injury, I haven't tied yeah. in six so far in my initial ranks. We'll see as the week progresses. So, Hope Springs eternal here with Kittle, but feels like this is one of those things that um, feels like it's going to keep nagging. And I will say this, it is worth noting, on Fantasy Football pregame this past Sunday, uh, we had Mike Ryan, you know, who is right. uh, NBC's injury analyst, like he spent 20 years as the head trainer of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he said he has concerns for Kittle being able to stay healthy all season long. He right. thinks this is going to be a recurring injury. So um, we'll see. But it feels like this is always kind of. Well, he has missed. He's missed 14 games since he played the full. Or yeah. he played 16 games in 2018. So when you have guys, as you mentioned, with Mike Ryan saying that. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a good prognosis outlook. It's not ideal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what I said after Mike said that, I said, like, wait till he comes back, Kittle. Wait till he has a big game and then and trade then, him. And then oh, try and to trade him. him. You know what I mean? Like, would a team bite on that after just one you know, game? You know, it's weird. Is not everyone Because he's still a big name. He'll yeah. have big production. Not everyone watches our show. I mean, most people do, but not everyone does. I think does, everyone so, does. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's a handful of people. Uh, a lot of people are watching this show, including my mom. All right, um, there you go. Well, yes. we got Mama Binks. Yes. And, okay, so... We know that the Bucks uh, at practice yesterday, a lot of guys yeah. did in practice. But it's Wednesday, some of them just taking time off for maintenance. But we know that Chris Godwin, hamstring injury, Julio Jones, um, Russell Gage, they all didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, Rashad Perryman. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, uh, that are sort of sidelined. What do you make of this? You know, um, and it's, it's really interesting. It's a, that's a great question. I think some of it is precautionary. You've got a bunch of older veteran players, so they want to take it easy, obviously. Godwin, Godwin, obviously, you know, we know he's not going to play in this one. Right. But it's interesting. So, I mean, just literally before we went on air, uh, I got an alert from uh, the, uh, the Fantasy Life app, my, uh, my Fantasy Life app. 
and it is uh, it's a tweet from Rick Stroud who covers the Bucks. And here's here's what um, Bucks wide receivers Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were not at the portion of practice open to the media. Uh, Russell Gage and Leonard Fournette were working. Tom Brady also practicing. Julio Jones not practicing. Mm. So I think I think this is one of those ones that we're going to just have to wait and see. Um, uh, we don't love Mike Evans. Hint for what's coming up later in the show. We don't. He's the face of the Saints. He's got he's got Marshawn Lattimore. He has struggled against Lattimore. So in theory, that a healthy Julio Jones or Russell Gage should have a nice day against the Saints because they're going to get a lot of targets. Uh, probably a big Uncle Lenny game as well. Uh, but this is this is a story to pay attention to. Now the yeah. fact that Julio's not practicing a second day in a row, like Wednesday, I'm like, ah, it's a veteran day right. off. But Thursday, it's a little concerning, especially given Julio's injury history. Friday will be a big day. Okay, so we know also that Mike Evans has also been ruled out. Just been told. If it just came through. Mike yes, Evans, yes, has uh, been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Official. I just want to double check that. Just not, not practicing, practicing today. today. Okay, okay, that's, that's good. Important. I'm glad I double checked at yeah, that one moment. Very there. important. You know, because there's a lot uh, of benefits yeah. to drinking on the job. You yeah. know, the We're way you and I do. Water. But yeah. one of them is, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Uh, but reporting news while you're drinking. Yes, got to right. double check dicey. it. So, yeah. um, anyway, so Mike Evans not practicing today. Mike Evans not um, practicing today, and but we do know that Chris Godwin is. He has, won't play. Yeah. Chris, Chris Godwin's not going to mm-hmm. play. That's the one we know so for sure. The rest we're going to wait official. and see. Evans not practicing today. Julio not practicing today. Gage and Fournette were. Right. Okay. And we are going to get into Julio a bit more later on because he did have a big first game with Tom Brady. Holy smokes. Was that, was that incredible that I did not see coming? But we know that T. Higgins was limited in practice Wednesday, yeah. but he is making good progress, and he's been clear. He's cleared the necessary concussion steps. Which is great news. I mean, again, like, you know, I always – I got to give credit to my friend Stefania Bell on this. Um, you know, she always talks about concussions. She's she's one of the experts in the industry, not the fantasy industry, literally the medical industry. She's written books and about this as well. And so she always talks about the fact concussions are nonlinear injuries. And so somebody could have a good day, and then she has, a, then they have a bad day. And so let's see. Sounds like T. Higgins is progressing, and hopefully he's out there on Sunday against the Cowboys for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They need him. They're zero and one. This is a game they need to win, especially given uh, Cooper Rush. But my expectation here is so if T. Higgins is playing, you're starting him. But let's see. So far, trending towards the right direction. Look, Dallas has a good defense, but they're going to be on the field a lot because I don't think their right. offense is going to do much. So I do think you're starting so, your normal Bengals. Right. Like if, if Higgins does play and he is coming off of a concussion, then you could imagine that he's then maybe not likely going to see as much uh, volume as he would regularly. I think he'll be. I think if I think if he's out there, he's out there. It's out there. I, okay. I think if he's out there, he's out there. I, if he is active, I think you're starting him. Okay. So I think he'll be fine. I currently have him at wide receiver 15. So I have him mid tier wide receiver two. All right. Very solid. Well, then we have Alan Lazard. Yeah, this is good news. Uh, he had ankle injury, returned to practice on Wednesday. Good. Still questionable, but if he returns, that would be absolutely huge for Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that whole offense just kind of blanked the bed uh, uh, the other day in, in week one, but that's what happened last week as well, right? I and mean, last year, I mean, in week one. Like, they were brutal against the Saints. Hey, you see, sit here and see it on your screen. Romeo Dobbs, four for 37. Sammy Watkins. Week one, Sammy Watkins, three for 18. Christian Watson, two for 32, two for 34, had that awful drop. Oh, Randall yeah. Cobb, two for 14. Just, you know, it was bad across the board. A.J. Dillon actually had more receptions receiving yards mm-hmm. than any Green Bay wide receiver in, in week one. 
Alan Lazard is the true number one on this team. He has a connection with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He has been productive in the past. So my expectation here is that Lazard comes back and they have a big game. Aaron Rodgers at home on prime time in Lambeau against the Bears, who he owns. Yes. He's, he he, he claims he owns. He which does is, own them. Which is great bullet, bulletin board material for uh-huh. the Bears. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be anything to do about it. So anyway, <laughs> I do. I like Lazard. I am at 39. I might be a little bit too low on him. Let's see. But now as he progresses back, if he's full participant in health uh, today and, and practice both today and tomorrow, I think he'll move up from 39. Mm-hmm. But I like Lazard. I do think... I'm high on the Packers this week. I think they killed the yeah, Bears. Yeah, well, I mean, they're 10-point favorites, I believe, at the point at this point. At least they they are huge favorites over the Bears. Yeah, at that's home, a big number. That's a yeah. big number. I don't know that I um I don't know that they win by more than 10. Mm-hmm. That's a big number. I know. That's I said I actually said yesterday I, I thought that they would win by more than that, and then I I realized that's that big, was just crazy big, talk. That's a big number because the defense isn't terrible, but um mm-hmm. They do have a good defense. It's going to be completely different from last week for both of these teams. 100%. And we know also ESPN's Todd Archer said it's unlikely that Michael Gallup with knee injury, you know, recovering from the ACL injury, will play in week two. Unlikely. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're starting the run. I mean, it's you know, listen, it's Cooper Rush. I think you're still starting C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz because, again, I just think massive volume for those two guys, mm-hmm. even though – it won't be particularly efficient. And I think you're probably starting, you know, if you would normally start Zeke and Pollard, you would start them again. But you have to lower expectations for the Cowboys' offense across the board. Right. Well, C.D. Lamb did have a decent outing with Cooper Rush last year yeah, yeah. when he came in. He had like 17 fantasy points or or maybe a, something like that. C.D. Lamb ha- is the number one wide receiver on this team. He's going to get a big target share. They're going to be having – they're going to have to throw – Cooper Rush is not Dak Prescott. He's he's not going to be as good, but still, just the amount of the amount of routes uh, and the amount of routes that Lamb is targeted on the highest. Like, you're still starting Ceedee Lamb. Yeah. He's a, he's no longer like a top five wide receiver though. He's probably you know he's more of a top twenty wide receiver. Right. But you're still starting Ceedee Lamb, and I do think Dalton Schultz uh, uh, will do well here too. The Bengals struggle against tight ends again. That's Schultz made the love list this week. He did, and we have the love-hate list, and we are going to begin with the running backs. Okay. So, I think we know who might be numero uno on this list, and it is Saquon Barkley. Look, the concerns on Saquon Barkley were twofold. We talked about this earlier in the week, right? You know, can he get the explosiveness back? Is he going to get the, is he going to get the workload? Um, will the offensive line be able to hold up? And honestly, like, yeah, he was great. He was the number one running back in fantasy last week, right? 33.4 fantasy points. I was running back five against Carolina. 24 touches, 194 scrimmage yards, 33% target share. That's the crazy part to me, a yeah. 33% target share. So involved in all of the, um, uh, you know, in the passing game as well. It was his best fantasy game since week 16 of 2019. And then you think about this matchup with the Carolina Panthers, who allowed Ooh. over 210 uh, yards of scrimmage and two touchdowns to opposing Browns running backs. So I think Saquon just goes absolutely ham once again. I am as a top five play this week. Week one was not a mirage. Saquon is back. He's back, baby. And, I mean, if you have a coach that's dancing like Brian Dable, too, that's an added X factor at the is end it? of the game. Yeah, that's a very that Ted Lasso you, move. Right? I love that. You can just tell. It's a right, different vibe with the team. 100%. No, listen, I mean, I think I think weirdly it's uh, it's – less the coaching staff and more that Gettleman's gone. But, yes, definitely, like, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> a, whole new re- something. it's a whole new regime. And, like, good for Brian Dayball. You know, going for it, like, 
that stuff matters. Like, hey, let's try to win this. Let's go for the – we're not going to kick the extra point. We're going to go for two. And then Saquon made a great run to get into the end zone and convert that to – that's big. That's right. big for the whole team, and you start building on that momentum. And so all of a sudden the Giants are sitting here looking, you know what? We thought we were going to be – you know, get our butts kicked, but the Giants are sitting here looking like we just beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now we get Carolina. We could win that game. Th- week three we're playing Dallas without Dak Prescott. You start we, looking down the list. You start looking down the line. You're like, you know what? Got some confidence. We could be three and zero. Oh, you know, and and you know, Dallas is no longer a contender in this, uh, you know, in this division. So, anyway, you start buying your own hype, and that feeds into it. You start it believing does, in yourself, does. right? You know, and so it can work both ways. But I think for the Giants, they need it because they've definitely had, whether it's within the team or from the outside, a lot of negativity over the last Ooh. couple of years. So, any positivity helps. Now we mentioned him earlier on in the show, and it is DeAndre Swift yeah. making your love list again. Want to make sure he's healthy, but looks like right now he's on track. It was just precautionary that he missed Wednesday's practice. 65% of the snaps. He played 65% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. He was on 100% of third downs here. He's had 17 or more touches in nine of his 11, uh, his last 11 healthy games. Uh, the 15 carries he had were more than he had in all but one game last season. So they are committing to him. They're committing to the usage is massive here. And as much as my undefeated first-place Washington commanders are great, and they are, <laughs> It is worth noting that they did allow 134 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns to Jacksonville running backs in week one. And honestly, Travis Etienne should have scored a touchdown. He dropped one. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I mean, like, it could have been an even bigger number for the running backs against Washington. So I do think DeAndre Swift, who I have as running back six this week, has a big game in a losing effort to my undefeated first place Washington Commanders. I I do think the Commanders are very interesting I, I'm I just I don't understand how they're two and a half point dogs I don't understand how they're two and a half point dogs I bet that game as soon as I heard that line give me the commanders getting two That's and a half well, you're gonna bet it anyway I don't often bet on the commanders because I you know like my heart I, I, don't, I, I don't put my hey, heart I my hear money. you I'm from Toronto I definitely don't bet on anything coming out of there except unless it's basketball uh, right. for the most part okay let's move on to you also mentioned him before and I'm so glad I listened to you and Jay talking about him but AJ Dillon picked him up because you guys were hyped on him and it paid off it did you know we we, we I've been high on him for quite some time and he was a big preseason favorite for me the quad father AJ Dillon led the Packers in touches and scrimmage yards in week number one, twice as many carries, more targets than Aaron Jones in a game in which the, the Packers were trailing. That was the shocking thing. In a game in which the Packers are trailing, you think, well, this is going to be an Aaron Jones game now because he's, yeah. he's the pass-catching running back. I just used Jared's quotes with you. And you know what? And um, what abs? I, I like that you just let it roll. You didn't call me out on it. Um, and so, uh, and yet it was still A.J. Dillon. I think Aaron Jones could get more involved. Definitely. 100%. I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. Don't panic yet on Aaron Jones, but A.J. Dillon's for real. Again, and we think they're 10-point favorites at home. They're going to be up. They're going to be up big. Bears allowed 176 rushing yards in week one in that monsoon. They're going to be rearing to go, you got to think. Yeah, and by the way, like Aaron Rodgers sitting there, what are my choices? I can either throw to Christian Watson and let him drop something again, or I can hand off to A.J. Dillon and just beat these guys up. I think they're up big in the second half, obviously. Big week coming for A.J. Dillon. I have him as a top 20 play this week. Okay, so I got to ask you. I saw RG3 tweeted that Green Bay needs to lean all the way into the run game. Do you agree that maybe you just go fully for the run game? And Yeah, sure. Maybe if you do have a Watson open or you see a Watkins open, you decided to go for him, or you just go with, stick with Old Faithful. Okay, so I love Robert Griffin III. <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, there a, is a little bit of history no, there, too. I'm, yeah. a command, I'm a commander's fan. 
RG3 is one of my favorite players of all time. Like his rookie year, magical. I know him a little bit. You know, we were colleagues at ESPN. Um, so I, I've met him a few times and talked to him. He sent me a very nice tweet uh, publicly, you know, but he sent, he sent both a private yeah, note nice. and a very nice tweet when I left ESPN, you know, like, so I love RG3. And who am I, who am I to question RG3 talking about quarterbacks, right? I mean, this is a Heisman Trophy winner. All that said, I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy talk because I understand his point, which is that, listen, that's going to be a, that's going to be a strong suit for the Packers, especially now that we expect them to get their, you know, Bakhtiari, we expect him to play this week. We, we expect Jenkins back. So we think their offensive line will be healthier this week. And, and so wanted to lean on that run game. I get that. But I'm not taking the ball out of 12's hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Like, I get it. I get it. He, he doesn't have Devontae Adams. But he's made, you know, he's made chicken out of chicken blank before. I, I think he will do it again. You know, get him, uh, get him Alan Lazard. Romeo Dobbs was a bit banged up last week as well. I know he played, but he missed some practice time. Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. Right, right. And, and we know that they, they talked about it. Matt LaFleur said, you know, it's going to take some time, too, for the communication to yeah, work out and the younger guys. And he kind of has to be, Rodgers, more of like a coach and a quarterback as well. Uh, as, you know, you got to take the, the young guns underneath your, your, your shoulder or whatever they I'm, I'm kind of like the wide receiver in your air riders. Yeah, is that what you were just doing? Under were you your just taking, shoulder. Were you just taking a, a young gun under your Yeah, because I, I don't know how to do it, right? Because I, I, usually someone is helping me. So right. I, I, I wouldn't know how that goes. I, I don't know what that uh, was. Yeah, this, I don't know what that was. Wing. It was, yeah, it was chicken wing. Super awkward. <laughs> yeah. I feel like oh, but that's like, my game. Yeah. That is your game. Yeah, I feel like awkward. I could see you like when you're playing hockey and you're body yeah. checking these dudes that you just like. I'm kind of like a Michael Scott. I just never really they treat you when you're on a – here's a question. I'm sure that your hockey teammates – your hockey teammates, you're just one of the dudes. That I know. But like, I'm, I'm Julie Stewart Banks, yes. Okay, right, yes. I understand. But like, you know, but you're one of the, I mean, like, I assume they, they treat you as one of the guys, right? You're like. Well, they finally passed me the puck, is what you're saying. You're After right. this many years, they're like, okay, I guess that we will pass Julie the puck. Didn't right. happen. It didn't happen that way when I was younger. It would be, I'd be wide open just tapping my stick, and everyone would look at me and then look like for someone else open. Wow. But do so. the other team? Do the other? Are the, are the, uh, is the other team aware that you're a you know you're a woman? And yeah, like, you can are they see my like ponytail. A, oh, okay. Yeah, that's so usually they, the giveaway. Do they but treat you with kid gloves, or are they just like whatever? You're on the ice and you're no, on the ice. No, that's the thing. Like if you're if you're on the ice and you're also trying to you know throw it around a bit in front of the net, like you better be ready to play. And All if right. you get injured, that's your own fault. So I'm impressed um, because I. I yeah. I get him. I well, that's do the that. thing. It's like if I'm going to stand in front of the net and start throwing elbows, like I got to be willing to take one. That's true. And so that's a good point. I had yes, and and last but not least, I did fight a guy once on on the ice. So that uh, looks really bad for him. But uh, yeah, did you win? I, I I don't I don't know. We both got five minute penalties. And uh, I think I won in theory. I, I think you won if, in theory. You know, a dude fights you, a guy on the ice. That, it just right, doesn't exa- look bad for him. No, right? exactly. I think he so. won in the hearts of America. I did. That much is uh, very true. Yes. Okay. What let's look at the other notables in the love category. We got Chase Edmonds. Seventy percent of the running back carries a thirteen percent target share in week one. Again, Jets running backs had nineteen targets in week one against Baltimore. This is a nice matchup for Chase Edmonds here. Mm-hmm. The, the underlying usage, and you'll see in my love hate column, I talk about that. Over I'm, encouraged, I'm encouraged by the underlying usage for Chase Edmonds. Right. On him. And he had 40 rushing yards against a stout New England front. And uh, the over-under set at 39.5 rushing yards. So I would take the over on that. Uh, Jeff Wilson, nice little pickup there. Yeah, I mean, like playing against the Seahawks, right? Obviously, we expect, you know, I know the Seahawks got it out of win against the Broncos. But still, yeah. you know, like Javante, like Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon each should have had a rushing touchdown in that, in that particular game here. 
We know they want to run the ball. Seattle isn't um, you know, particularly stout against the defense. I mean, they allowed 182 yards to yeah. scrim- in, uh, from scrimmage to Denver running backs in week number one. Jeff Wilson was the only San Francisco running back to get a touch after the Mitchell injury. Now, they'll have other guys up, and they signed Marlon Mack. I get it. But I think he's going to be the starting running back on a good offense and a good matchup. I think he's a viable flex play. He comes in at running back 27 for me. You're still going to see some Debo rushing, and you're still going to have some design runs for mm-hmm. Trey Lance. So I'm not all the way in on Jeff Wilson, but I do think he's you're a viable. You're not all the way in? Well, he's Man, a I, got, I got hypes. I, I drank the Kool-Aid on the Jeff Wilson. Uh, that's fine. Temporary drink, expectations. Temporary, yeah, exactly. It's watered-down Kool-Aid. Okay, perfect. Sugar-free Kool-Aid is what you should be drinking okay. on Jeff Wilson. Again, I have him as a flex play because I think you'll see some you'll see some Mason. You'll see some, you know, some TDP in there as well. Again, Debo and Lance. Like, it'll be a committee, but if you're starting a 49ers running back this week, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. Good, perfect. Okay. And, and I do like him this another week. Another starting running back, Rex Burkhead, you really like. I like his matchup this week. I mean, like, don't don't get on national television, JSB. I'm and, just reading what's on the script. And accuse me of really liking Rex Burkhead. What I will say is, is that I haven't running back 34 this week against Denver. That's higher than I ever thought I would. 14 carries and eight targets last week for the Texans in a game in which they led. Right, he had a 49 to 19 snap snap differential between him and Damian Pierce. 49 to 19. Right, he played 100 percent of the third downs. He played all the two minute stuff. Houston's a 10-point underdog. So the expectation here is, is, again, he played all the third down and the two-minute stuff. They view him as their pass-catching running back. They probably trust him a lot more in pass pro at this point. So the they fact do. of the matter is is that we expect Rex Burkhead to be on the field quite a bit. I'm at running back 34. I do think he's a viable deeper. If you're desperate at running back, he's a viable deeper league play. Again, 34. Let's 34. Temper, let's yeah. temper it. Not hot on. Just again. He's higher than I would normally higher have than, him, though. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but but I, I love the love hate. Like you you hate hate these guys. <laughs> I hate their I hate their ranking. I, know, I, I, know. I hate their matchup. Right. Okay. And who and the first one is Najee Harris. Yeah, I mean like a little bit banged up here. Um, and this is nervous because I I'm I'm doing a guillotine draft right now. Again, I love um, this, this idea. Guillotine. And so I explained it yesterday. But the guillotine draft is very simple. Uh, in shout out to my friend Paul Charchian who runs these on guillotineleague.com. Um, but basically. Uh, you draft, and you can start at any time. So we're starting now. Like, you can start in week three, week four, whenever. And basically, everyone drafts, and the lowest scoring team in the league is chopped. And you're out of the league forever. And then all of your players go back in to the pool, and you keep doing that every week until only one remains. It's an unbelievable sweat. It's really fun and intense. Um, So the idea is you just want to survive week to week to week. And I just drafted Najee Harris because I was – they had no other running back. So I'm nervous about that. 10 for 23 also makes me nervous in week one, right? Mm. Chase Claypool actually led the team in rushing yards. He had 36. He had just a 5% target share, which is lower than any game he had in 2021. And is that a a function of that particular game? They were winning um, uh, against Cincinnati. Is it Yeah, there was a lot of different factors. There's a lot of different factors. It's a weird game. But is that, you know, did he get the target share, which we think last year because Ben's arm was shot and that was all he could do. And so Mitch, who can, you know, air it out a little bit more, I I don't know. it's super nervous to me. They're playing the Patriots. New England allowed only 65 rushing yards and 2.8 yards per carry to the Dolphins in week one. So it's a tough matchup. He's not being involved in the passing game. Makes me nervous. They're I'm not at running favorites back. at he, home. Right. He's there. He's a, he's, I'm at running back 15, which is lower than I would um, 
normally have him, right. you know, given his usage. But it, it does seem health-wise, he also got a little nicked up in the week last week. So, right. yes, unfortunately, Najee Harris makes the hate list this he week. He is downplaying the foot injury, saying, I'm good. Mike Tomlin said he wants to see more from him as well as the You're week. hoping he falls in the end zone. Like, yeah. he's not going to be efficient. You're hoping you're hoping for some passing game usage in a game in which, to your point, they are they are not favored, even though I think they should be mm-hmm. at home against the Patriots. But Lionel probably should. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see the Lionel shift there. But at, at any rate, you're hoping for passing game usage and then he falls in the end zone if you're if you're starting Harris this week. Again, okay. I'm at running back 15. So the, the last one we have here just on, on the hate list uh, is uh, Damian Pierce, who everyone was super, 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 super hot on beforehand. Yeah. I may have encouraged people to draft him earlier so than, this is your than fault. they should have. There's a bit of an issue at home right now. Uh, but the fact is that he was uh, running back to number two. Oh, you told Spike to draft him? Yes, I did. <laughs> but everyone was hot on, on Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, except the Texans. Who, yeah. <laughs> um, except the Texans, who gave, again, a 49 to 19 snap share to Rex Burkhead. So the reasons that I'm high on Rex Burkhead are the reasons I'm down on Pierce this week. Yep. Zero targets on five routes, only around five routes. Again, we talked about this Texans, a 10 point underdog to the Broncos. So we expect them to be down and throwing a lot. They don't seem to trust Pierce in uh, pass pro. He played no. just 28% of the snaps last week. Seattle had only 13 running back rushes against Denver last week. Like, that's a, that's a good defense in Denver, right? So I think the way they're going to be able to move the balls, I think it's going to be some Brandon Cooks, and they're going to have to throw quite a bit. So I've, I have Damian Pierce as running back 37. Right. You know, so he's outside my potential. top 35. He's got, he's yeah, got I, I think Levy Smith da- said he wants to get him some more touches, so that's... That's something. I Look, I... Something. Yeah, I, I do... Listen... Better days are ahead for Damian Pierce, but not this week. Not this week. Well, we have so much more to come here on the show on Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, including his his love-hate list with pass catchers. That's what's going to be coming up next, so don't go anywhere. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. I'm just seeing the disrespect just off the bat, but let's dive into the MaddenRatings.com so we can really look at it. 
I've heard it, but now I've just confirmed it. They gave your boy an 83. That's a B minus. That's a B minus. Why ain't no way, bro? I don't know. When I look at the highlights of the stats last year, I ain't had no B minus stats. No B minus for you, Michael Pittman, not here on the happy hour. You get an A for us. Oh, a for any yeah. fantasy manager. We love you here. I um, mean, an A plus for just that entire segment, the editing, the, the whole enthusiasm. Also, He's an great. 83 is an My A. My favorite matting writing story of all time is, uh, and so I know those guys. And so every, you know, and, I, and I, I've, do some, I've done some stuff for EA Madden. I'm actually in the game. Like, you can play, like, like there's, like, I, I pop Who up. Who are you? No, I'm, I'm like, 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 if you play the game, like, people tweet. They have, like, you know, so there's, like, a little cartoon avatar of me that, Tweets like fantasy. I stuff. just imagined you was like one of the players. No, I was like, no, oh, no, no, you no. could Although be. Although I've done that, yeah, that's a, that was a whole bit on the. Um, I, somebody did create You've done a everything. linebacker. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, the, so every player always complains their Madden rating isn't high enough. Every player, except Hunter Renfro, who Hunter Renfro went to them and uh, went uh, uh, and he said, "Listen, guys, my speed rating it's too high. I'm not this fast." He's like, dudes, give me something to work up to. Yeah. He literally compl- he like he was saying it with a smile, but he's just like he couldn't believe his speed rating. I interviewed him his rookie year at the NFLPA rookie premiere, and uh, he was talking about the That's fact great. that he didn't. That was hilarious. He's just like, yeah, man, I, I don't understand why they gave him the speed rating. Like, I'm slow. <laughs> well, know? yeah, you don't want to be overhyped then, because no. then everyone's expecting that. You're 100%. like, no, honestly, that's not what I am. Okay, uh, but we Michael talked- Pittman makes the yes. love list. He's JSB. on the love list for you for pass catchers and why. Well, look, I'm at wide receiver seven this week. He's playing the Jaguars, right? Jacksonville allowed 153 yards, four touchdowns to my white, to my undefeated in first place Washington Commanders this week. Last week, I don't know if you are aware of that. Four touchdowns, I didn't know. 153 yards. Again, Pittman nine for 121 and a touchdown. 13 targets from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan seems to have locked in on him. Alec Pierce dropped a touchdown. Like he ain't getting that ball back. Like for me, second most targets, receptions, yards in a game in his career. Michael Pittman in one week of Matt Ryan. So, I don't know. Any issue with the quad? It Doesn't like appear to be that way, no. No, okay. Good no. to know. All right, well, we talked about... Nine, yes, sure. Yes, I mean, yes, I'm a so man, but yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> Any, I was asking about you, actually. <laughs> right, I was just I curious. That. Um, and, and there's, there's my elbow <laughs> a little bit, and I bang that. And I pretty just, much you know, everything. Pretty um, much everything. I, I'm losing my hair. Yeah, it's, I got a lot going on. Well, you get got to get some hair extensions on or whatnot. Right. But um, we talked about Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer in the first segment, and we know that all eyes are going to be on them tonight in uh, excuse me in Thursday night football so you have them on your love list I do I I do have both of them on my love list Williams comes in at wide receiver nine I have Palmer at wide receiver 35 again we talked about them top of the show but again both guys in games in which Keenan Allen does not play both guys have really good numbers here we expect this to be a high scoring game they're gonna have to throw to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs both guys I think are viable starts tonight again look at my rankings for free on NBCSportsEdge.com, RotorWorld.com. Of course, I'm a company man. But uh, we like both guys tonight. Right, and Williams had a great week three last year against Kansas City. Sort of coming back, he had 122 yards and two touchdowns. We know he's the roller coaster. Yeah, 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 1,000%. So what's down last week would come up, you would imagine, as we said, unless you were on one of those rides where it's like you think it's fallen and then it goes further down. And I'm talking about roller coasters. I realize I lost... I think I lost you. Well, I didn't know if you were talking about a roller coaster or you were talking about one of those things that's like, like so. I tend to like, start the story in the middle of where I'm thinking it right, is. Right, great. Yeah. 
um, which is perfect for a broadcaster. Yes. Yeah. No, like at Universal Studios in Orlando, they have this ride called the Hulk. You know, and it go, like it, it goes, you know, yeah. like, it does, like it's, you're on the outside of this thing. It's not a roller coaster. It goes up, yes. you know, like that. Like yeah. it's like, no, you know what I'm, I'm talking I'm about? Good. Oh, it's Doctor Doom's Free Fall, I'm being told. Sorry, okay. it wasn't the Hulk. Okay, sorry, Doctor Doom's Free Fall. I knew it was, all right, Well, that's sorry. the thing. You think it's done, like right. um, I went on Hagrid's motorbike ride recently because I'm 35 years old, and you think it's done, and then it goes even further. And so with Mike Williams, the analogy is yeah. that you would think he had a down week last week. You'd think he'd come back up unless we are dealing with a roller coaster of there such sorts. All right. The best, the best analogy is the ones you have to explain for go. five minutes. 100%. Okay, yeah, so nice you also like Dalton Schultz. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit as well. Again, so... Cooper Rush, I do think, will lean on the tight end. It's a little bit of a cliche, but I do think some cliches are cliches because they're true, right, a, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So I do think that uh, he's going to look with who we know, right? Four of his past five games, he's had at least six receptions dating back to last season. This is uh, Dalton Schultz, right? He's had at least a 20% target share in each of those four games. He had a 22% target share against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, we don't expect Michael Gallup to play in this game. Outside of CeeDee Lamb, there's not a lot in the passing game. For whatever reason, they don't want to use Tony Pollard there. Worth noting, the Bengals, last week in week one, in that crazy game against the Steelers, Cincinnati allowed 115 yards to tight ends. Pat Fryermuth saw 10 targets. I think that's an area of the field that you can attack. So Schultz makes the love list here. I'm at tight end four this week. Okay, so... We will get to the hate list right now, and Mike Evans is on this one. So, again, not practicing today, a little bit of concern. Probably will be out there and gut it out, but even if he's out there, hard to love him. He's, he's gonna be, we expect him to be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, right? And so he's played nine games since 2017 in which he has been shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. He's had under 65 yards in seven of those nine games. Four of them under 15 yards. Four fewer catches in seven to nine games. Five games with two or fewer catches. Like, Marshawn Lattimore has his number. Now, he's scored some touchdowns there, so that's really what you're hoping for right. here with Mike Evans, who is one of the great touchdown scorers in the game today. You're hoping that he gets matched up and he just he wins a 50-50 jump ball when they get in close because they will try to do that. But I do think, especially given that if Evans is going to play in this game at less than 100%, I think it's hard for me to get, you know, He's still Mike Evans. Get, you're probably, st- like, you're probably still, still starting him. Still a great him. target for you, you, you're, Brady. You're probably still starting him. You're probably still starting Mike Evans, but lower expectations here. I'm not touching him in DFS. Um, I am outside my top ten, which is, you know, and I'll probably, again, I, these ranks were prior when I was thinking he was fully healthy. I'm at wide receiver 11, thinking he was healthy. Now that he missed practice again today, he'll come even lower. He'll still be a wide receiver two for me, but not like the – top eight guy that he normally right. is well we just uh have heard that russell gage uh, did practice today so that okay, is that's good, good news yes. for the Buccaneers. gage gage practiced evans did not julio did not mm-hmm. yes fournette, um, and fournette did practice right and so we also know that you not so hot on rashad bateman yeah i look i love rashad bateman but apparently it doesn't matter because lamar <laughs> jackson is the one that needs to love him he had a 16 percent target share in week one against the jets what are we doing? Yeah. Like I, against the Jets, A 16% too. target share against the Jets. He had that 55-yard touchdown, which was great. But other than that, he had one other catch for four yards. Like, so that 55, like, one play bailed you out, so you were happy with it. But, like, if you look at the underlying numbers, it's a concern. And now he's going to be shattered by Xavier Howard. That's not great. So Bateman comes in at wide receiver 34 for me against a tough Miami defense. I think, this is a, I think this is a tight end game. 
I think this is a Mark Andrews game, and I think Isaiah Likely. I'm still in on Isaiah Likely. I'm very curious to see this one, how this one goes down, too. See, yeah. how, see how to it is. Um, okay, but we'll talk quarterbacks later. But Tyler Lockett's yes. also on your hate list. Four targets. I know. Had four targets Same in week as one. Same as no Geno attempted only three deep passes against the Broncos. That's the third lowest deep ball rate by a quarterback in week number one. So you go back to last year. And you're like, oh, that's a one-game sample. Okay, fine. One-game sample. Go back to last year. In four of the five games that Geno has started, this in it, you know, in the – Four of the, there's been five games in which Geno Smith was the starting quarterback the Seahawks and Tyler Lockett was playing. In four of the five games that Geno has started, Tyler Lockett has three or fewer catches and 35 or fewer yards in four of those five games. Mm-hmm. Like there's, if you're starting Geno, Tyler Lockett, you're hanging your hat on, you know, one big play. That's what yeah. you're hoping for. It's because, you know, they'll take a couple of shots deep and he has that kind of speed. But what made Lockett so special is he had that unbelievable connection with Russell Wilson Gino's a, a great story, a fire quote, as really, we talk yeah, about. It was a great We're rooting story. for Gino. We love it. But, like, he's still, it's still a quarterback that threw for under 200 yards. It's still a quarterback that needed two goal line fumbles. He benefited and, and a lot from the Broncos. He needed two goal line fumbles from the Broncos and just the most brain fart coaching moment oh, I think yeah. we've seen in a long time from Nathaniel Hackett. He really lucked out. He really lucked out from just, Denver. I'm at wide receiver 48. I need to see some consistency. I mean, Lockett's game is inconsistent to begin with, and now you have a matchup that we don't love. They're on the road at San Francisco. Um, so tough defense, you know, inconsistent quarterback play. I, I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, that might have been the highlight of the season for Geno Smith. We'll have to see. Um, Hunter Henry's also on your hate list. He played only six snaps more than Jono Smith. He saw one fewer target. This offense looks broken. Again, it's one game, so we're having to overreact, unfortunately. But they're playing at Pittsburgh. He's... He's had 18 games with the Patriots, Hunter Henry is. He's been held under 40 yards in 14 of them. 14 of 18 games have been under 40 yards. He is as touchdown dependent as a tight end comes. In games in which he doesn't score a touchdown, he averages 5.4 fantasy points per game. So my question to you, Julie Stewart-Binks, do you think he scores a touchdown against the Steelers? Because if you think he scores a touchdown against the Steelers, then fine, you can go ahead and start him. But if you think there's a chance he does not, that maybe John Smith scores it, or they do it with a run right. game, or the Steelers play tough defenses. It's one of the lower total games on the slate. We don't think a lot of points are going to be scored. You're going elsewhere than Hunter Henry. Yes, probably. I agree. I don't think he's likely going to score a touchdown when you put all of those things together. I'm and just saying. Would you then, just before before we um, head on out, just curious, though, would you stay away from New England? Offense, yeah. I mean, again, but maybe the running gap – because Ty Montgomery's now hurt. So maybe the running back, it was a three-headed right, committee. Right, right, right. So maybe now Harrison, on the Stevenson. road at Pittsburgh, no T.J. Watt in this game. So maybe, um, you know, they go more run-heavy. And so maybe it's a Harrison-Stevenson game. And maybe both guys get enough volume to be flex-viable. But, yes, I think in an ideal world, you're not starting a Patriot this weekend. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like I think it's a low-scoring game. I think you've got better a, options. Yeah, I mean, those. the offense doesn't look great. The running backs are fine. I have both running backs as, you know – it's flexes mm-hmm. this week, basically. Okay, well, great insight, as always, from Atherbury on you. the Pass Catchers. And I appreciate we- that. <laughs> that. That compliment from my co-host is it he seemed, provides it's us genuine. with the knowledge. It's yes. genuine. Definitely um, didn't seem like you were like, um, I'm a host. Um, I how do I throw to break? Well, we have so much more, including your love-hate list on the quarterback, which I'm very curious to see. Okay. This And you guys do not want to miss who's on his love list. Holy smokes. That next. Did you just say holy smokes unironically? I always say it. I love saying holy smokes. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. The NFL season is here, and the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you a shot at winning $100,000 by entering Sunday Night 7's free contest between the Bears and the Packers. So if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. Welcome back in to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. I'm Julie Stewart-Banks, and we have the Love Hate Show on, which is why I'm wearing my Def Leppard Love Bites because even when you love something, it might also not work out. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes it bites. Now, did you, did you just buy the shirt? Or did you, have no, you seen oh Def Leppard? Have you seen Def no, Leppard in concert? I was, I was supposed to see them this summer. I didn't. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison altogether. Didn't, sad. But yeah. I've, I love Def Leppard. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, okay, but speaking of love, we're going to just go all love on quarterbacks. All right. And you love Aaron Rodgers. We talked about this at the top of the show. At uh, Like, I got stats. You want stats? I can give you stats. Like... Whatever. He's, he, in his four games against the Bears the last two seasons, he's averaging 26.3 points per game. He owns the Bears, as we've talked about. All four games, he had at least 23 fantasy points, four touchdown passes, and three of the four. So I can give you stats, but I'm, I'm going to give you some emotion here. Yes. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. He was embarrassed in week one. Yes. He's back home at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. He's playing the Bears, division rival. This game is not only in Lambeau at home against a division rival, but it's on prime time. It's Sunday Night Football right here on NBC right and Peacock. Aaron Rodgers in prime time. He's going to get Alan Lazard back. Aaron Rodgers is going to go off. I'm just telling you. Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man. I, I, you, there are people you don't bet against. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he, Aaron he Rodgers is a, have he a, big a spite list guy for sure. 100%. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. He takes the names, and he is going to come out pretty hard. Yes. Uh, I'm just curious, like, at what point do we – I mean, we're worried about the wide receivers, of course, but, like, at what point do we see how much Devontae Adams' presence is missed, right? Like, we saw week one, but, like, how long is the leash? But, but you didn't, I mean, I, what do you mean how long is the leash? For who? Like, for how many fantasy weeks? managers? Yeah, like, how, how many weeks we go where we're like, hey. I don't like to make a major move and, and benching Aaron Rodgers. I mean, no, again, we, it depends. No, on, no benching of Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. No. So, so, I mean, I, so I'm not sure what you mean by the question. I will say that um, – I will say that I don't like to make a major move with my fantasy team until week four. Now, there are certain times when you can, like, and my column this week, my love-hate column, which is out on NBC Sports Edge, RotoWorld.com, has a whole theme of don't panic. Like, there's yeah. a whole don't panic theme to it because uh, it is just one week. Again, Aaron Rodgers, week one of last season, 
Yes, at New Orleans, yes, 1.3 yes, yes. fantasy points. He ended up finishing as a top four fantasy quarterback. Keep reminding quarterback. myself about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's one week. So I, I think that he didn't have Lazard last week either. It was a tough matchup against the Vikings. I'm not. Justin Jefferson had. Yeah, I just had a monster had game. His and again, day. we talked about this on the Monday show, but like, I think the narrative around Aaron Rodgers changes somewhat if Christian Watson holds just, on to that. Oh, yeah. Does it catches that ball and goes into the end zone? And now you've got like this Half you know, of long the touch games, up. too, could yeah. have just like one thing one way, and we're yeah. talking completely different storyline. Okay, you also love Matthew Stafford. I do. I understand, like, listen, tough open to the season Thursday night. Just got his butt kicked by the Bills, but they've had 10 days to think about that. So they've had 10 okay. days to prepare for this game at home against Atlanta. I'm sorry, at Atlanta. The game's in Atlanta. So a homecoming for Matthew Stafford, obviously, played his college ball in Georgia, going back to Atlanta. He had 41 pass attempts in week one, so I'm not worried about the elbow, right? I mean, like, if he threw for over 40 times, he had only yes. one game where he had more than, than 41 uh, pass attempts last year. So clearly, they're okay with the arm. He's thrown over 40. Um, uh, the Rams have the third highest implied team total on the slate. They're 29 points. Again, 10 days to think about this. Against the Falcons, Jameis Winston, who is not as good as Matthew Stafford. No. Went third for 13 for 16, 219 yards and two touchdowns in just the fourth quarter last week against the Falcons as they collapsed and crushed Jay Croucher's bets. Uh, you know, yeah, upset again, win. he must have put a lot of a lot of juice on that one yeah, because I mean, it's the amount of times. We, I mean, he's, he's yes, we've referenced yes. it a lot. No, but so, um, come off the rest today's. I think yeah, it's very different defense he's going up against too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Bills versus the Falcons. Very different. So, I, I think this is a get-right game for the Rams offense, especially Matthew Stafford. Yes. Okay, and also perhaps for Derek Carr. As we know, he has – he looked a little uncomfortable, but he has all the weapons at his disposal, and you think that you, you love him. He's playing Arizona, which is straight trash. I mean, they're dumpster <laughs> fire. I mean, like, that, I mean, let's be right. I mean, like, they're straight awful. Straight trash. I mean, they are. That defense is brutal. I mean, they give 360 yards and five touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes, 9.2 yards per attempt. That's the second highest allowed by any defense in week one. It's the second highest over-under on the slate. It's at 51.5, so we expect a lot of points to be scored here. Derek Carr played seven games last year in which there were 50 or more points scored, right? Again, the over-under is 51.5. That's what Vegas is setting it at. He averaged over 20 fantasy points per game in games in which the over-under – I'm sorry, in games in which there was at least 50 points scored Derek Carr averaged over 20 fantasy points. Again, the over-under here is 51.5. Give me Derek Carr in a game in which we expect a lot of points to be thrown when he's facing a bad defense. I think Devontae Adams goes off. I, you I think, think he goes to Devontae as much as he did? I do. I mean, look, he doesn't even need to. It was a 44% target share. If he gets to 35% or 30%, you're still very happy with Devontae Adams. But, yeah, I, we've talked about this. Josh McDaniels, the Raiders head coach, has not had a player like Devontae Adams since Randy Moss in 07. Like, He's got a new you toy. Get, you you know, yeah, it. new toys at, uh, at your birthday. You, yeah. play, you play with them until you're bored and you find something else new. Right. Um, okay, well, we have more that we want to get to on the show, but we do have some news coming out of New England, and that is to do with Mac Jones. Um, Tom Palacero tweeting today, hashtag Patriots quarterback Mac Jones not practicing today due to illness. My understanding is it's not believed to be COVID-related. Jones has had an upset stomach, so they decided to give him the day off. Hmm. So it doesn't seem serious. Seems like he will still be on track to play, but certainly worth monitoring because there's a chance it's COVID-related. There's a chance that he doesn't get better. He's not feeling well. The could flu is be, going around. It could just be like a food poisoning. Yeah, or we don't know. Maybe he had a big burrito or whatever. Sure. You never know. You never know. 
Maybe um, a small burrito. A why, small why does, burrito. Why does the size of the burrito matter? Because as to a big or not? burrito it can give you some bad stomach pains. That's for sure. Right. Right. Yes. Just can it, confirm. Can confirm. Yes. This you you got the stats. I'll give you some right. of the real life. Uh, right. Experience. Exactly. Okay. Well, we have the last call. Speaking of real life experience, coming up after this on fantasy football happy hour. You don't want to go anywhere. Matthew Berry has got some great takes, and I've got some as well. There you go. Whatever those might be. Hey, be sure to check out our brand new Sunday show, Fantasy Football Pregame. It's at 11 a.m. live on Peacock, PeacockTV.com. It's your one-stop shop for your NFL fantasy and betting needs. Get your start sit questions answered using the hashtag FF Pregame. We get very interactive, me and Michael Smith and the whole crew. Oh, love it. Come check it out. Michael Smith is an absolute gem. He's the best, right? He is the best. Yeah, he's hardcore. Okay, speaking of what hardcore, we yes. we've got some bets that we yes, have. We do. Some props. It's last call. It's last call. So I put a lot. I put a. I like to throw a couple five dollar bills on a lot of different things. So okay. based on, do we have the? Are we gonna roll a video of this or no? Okay. Oh, so pounds. I, so I, uh, you know, took some notes based on what Patrick Mahomes said last week and. Let's check it out. Here. I'm very comfortable with them. You saw the guys stepped up and made plays. Uh, tough contested catches like Juju and Marquez made a, did a great job with that. And then obviously the tight ends played well and the running backs played well. Um, the only one I was missing was McColl. I owe McColl two touchdowns. So uh, that, it was, uh, I was glad I got him with the one at the end there. But, uh, I mean, he was getting open and he's had a good camp getting open on those routes. I just have to connect on those if we want to continue to get better. Oh, Cole, two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. So when I heard that, I said, all right, I'm going to put that one in and wait for later and see. Um, I mean, you could right now for him, anytime touchdown scores plus 195. But if you pair that with the Chiefs to cover, yeah, you can get plus 675. So that's some pretty decent odds, and I think that I've already put in for that. So there you go. So we're doing that. We like that. like yeah. that bet. I, my, my bet here is Jarek McKinnon over – 15 and a half receiving yards. Like, I don't think people realize how much McKinnon is usage. I mean, I think everyone's focused on Clyde Edwards Elayer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Elayer getting the two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco came in late in a, in a blowout. But remember, Jerick McKinnon, over 15 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over this number five straight games that he's played. 51% of McKinnon's snaps are on passing plays against Arizona. 51% of his snaps came in passing plays. He had 26 total snaps compared to CEH's 24. So. I just, I don't know. For me, I like Jarek McKinnon. I don't think that's a big number in a game in which we expect him to be passing a lot, a high-scoring game. Yes. And Give me McKinnon. Speaking over of passing, I also like Mike Williams and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Touchdown, both touchdown scores plus 900. I like there they it. go. I All like right. It. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's closing time. For Julie Stewart-Binks, I'm Matthew Berry. We will see you tomorrow on the happy hour. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace out. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. 
Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.